I'd like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate the uh, extra enthusiasm the kids had this morning. Uh, hopefully we can all um, have a lot of enthusiasm and um, do what the Lord asks us this morning. And, uh, that uh, 
church call that went out this morning. I got a blessing out of Terry sending that out. Just uh, kind of helped me uh, maybe get in gear. We had a busy morning, kind of, and uh, just uh, helped me realize that's that's where our focus needs to be on our people. Um, uh, you know, obviously there'll be people there that are lost this morning. There's people here that are lost, and uh, we'd love to see them get saved. That's why we come and gather great to feel the Lord's spirit, but there's nothing better when we see one walk the altar and uh, get what we have. We're thankful to be here and uh, just looking forward to having a great day in the Lord. Just everybody purpose in their hearts to do what the Lord gave us this morning. Uh, I'm asked Brad to dismiss us to Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house this morning. <clears throat> and that uh, song the kids sang about Zacchaeus, uh, I love that song because every time they sing it, it makes me think about the day that he went home with me and the uh, best, greatest day of my life. Our, our lesson this morning's in the 15th chapter of Exodus. And starts at the 11th verse. But if, if you, everybody knows the story, uh, God told Abraham back in Genesis that his, his seed, his children, were going to be in bondage for 400 years. And, uh, and that happened. They actually, it was actually 430 years that they were in Egypt, but they wasn't in bondage the whole time they were down there. But uh, a lot of it they was. And uh, he sent Moses down to bring them out. Everybody knows that story, real familiar story. And uh, they had the plagues and... and all the things that happened, and, and Pharaoh let them go. And they went out as far as the Red Sea, and uh, Pharaoh decided before they got out there, though, he didn't want them to go, so he was going after them. And uh, 
they seen, they seen the sea in front of them. And now they was real happy to get out of Egypt to begin with. And, and they seen the Red Sea in front of them and, and Pharaoh's army behind them. And uh, they started complaining. If we'd have stayed in Egypt, we'd had graves to be buried in. You'd have brought us out here in the wilderness for us to die without a grave. More or less, that's what they were saying. And if we're not careful, as long as things are going good and everything's, everything's going real spiritual, maybe, maybe we'll go a while and every meeting we'll have be on top of the mountain. And when it's like that, it seems like we don't have much trouble wanting to go to church or, or do something for God. But let things get down a little bit low and, and the devil start kicking us around a, a little more and we'll start, well, I ought to stay home today. This would be a good, good day for me to stay home. There ain't no good day to stay home from God's house if you're able to go. And uh, uh, the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, which the manner of some is. Forsake it not. That don't mean come to church if you're sick. I don't think we ought to do that. But if we're able, we ought to be. We ought to be at God's house. If Jesus, when they had him on trial before Pilate, if he decided, I don't. I don't want to do this. Where would we be? You might say, well, he was the son of God. He was also the son of man. He, had, he was as much human as me or you. And he had, the, he had the same temptations. Satan put the same thoughts in his head that he does ours. The Bible said he was tempted in all manner like as we are, but without sin. He, didn't, he never sinned one time. And he went to the cross and paid our debt, a debt that he didn't know. And, uh, but anyway, they got down to the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army was behind them, and they complained to Moses. And Moses told them, said, stand still and see the salvation of God. And he raised the rod out over the sea like God told him to. And the waters rolled back and they went through on dry ground. And the Egyptians tried to follow them. And the water came in on them, drowned them. But they got to the other side of the sea. And that's where this lesson is this morning. Uh, in the first verse of this lesson, or the first verse of this chapter, the 15th chapter said, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. And uh, so they, uh, and, and you go on down in the chapter, and it's maybe in the lesson, said Miriam and the women took timbrels and, and was dancing and singing and, and uh, uh, praising God. And uh, there's a, and, and for God's deliverance, there's a scripture in the 40th, this is a real familiar scripture, 40th chapter of the book of Psalms. 
starts at the first verse, said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and, and he inclined unto me and heard, me, heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going. Now listen. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. If you, re you remember uh, when uh, Israel got down to where they was getting ready to go across Jordan, that, that would be 40 years after this lesson right here. They was getting ready to go across Jordan. And uh, uh, Joshua sent a couple of spies over there to spy out Jericho. And uh, the Rahab the harlot hit, hit him. Everybody knows that story. But uh, she told them, said, the fear of you, more or less, I can't quote it, quote it exactly, but the fear of you has is, is preceded you. We're, uh, everybody's scared of you because they know your, what, what your God's been doing for you. And uh, the Bible said the fear of God is a beginning of wisdom. And uh, said uh, in, in Ecclesiastes, said I share the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Now, I've heard people say, well, I don't think you ought to fear God you ought to read your Bible. And I don't, now, if you're, if you're, if you're trying your best to live right before God, you got no, you got nothing to fear. I believe we ought to reverence God with everything that's in us because of how great he is. But did you ever, did you ever after you, I'm talking about us that's been saved now. After you got saved, did you ever do something wrong? And God come along and, and condemn you for it. Warn you. I've been there. And that ain't no fun. He's let me know a lot of times that I was wrong. And... Uh, If, if we, he put a new song in my mouth, even a song of praise unto our God. And uh, I, I like what Albert Smith said. He changed, he changed my hitching post. Uh, the things that I, and just like Paul, he said the things I once loved, I now hate. And uh, so he changed, he changed us down on the inside. I'm talking about our soul now. He saved our soul. And he put enough of the grace of God down in here to, to talk this guy into trying to live a little better. And it's, he, he, he left that up to me completely. I mean, I got help. His spirit's in here to God. Like I said, he'll tell us if we're wrong. He'll even tell us if we're thinking about doing wrong. And 
He'll guide us in the right. He'll give us a testimony or a song to sing or give the preacher a message and whatever. The Spirit will guide us in, in all paths of truth and righteousness, according to the Bible. And, and we, He'll tell us how we ought to live to do right, and He'll tell us when we're doing wrong. And uh, so we've got, no, we've got no excuse, none whatsoever. I never have, and I'm, I'm just talking from my experience now. And there's been a lot of times that, that I've been thinking about something, and the, and the Spirit come along and say, that's the wrong way to go. That's happened a lot of times. Actually, every time that I've ever thought about doing something wrong, God told me I was wrong. And uh, so I never, when I went ahead and sinned, I didn't make no mistake. I, I went over top of a better informed judgment. And, uh, and I started looking for the whip. And uh, because I knew, I knew I was in trouble. But anyway, so he put a new song in my heart. And he expects me to sing it. Now, they some of us some of us don't sing. And uh, far as just singing music, but anything that God gives you to do that you can do in the spirit of God sounds like the angels singing to everybody else. When the spirit of God moves in the church, and it takes the spirit of God. I can't do I can't do a job for God outside of the Spirit of God. The Bible said, Watch thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they sin. If if I come to church and I every time I'm here, well, any time I'm here, and I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna testify today. And I make me up a real pretty testimony. And God didn't give it to me. That's what that's talking about. That's the sacrifice of fools. If God's spirit don't move in something, it, it's just words. I don't care how pretty they are. Same way with a song or a message that a preacher preaches. It, it's all got to move. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So, uh, so he give us all a new song. And he, he put it down in here. And when we, when we walk humble before God, we can sing our song and be a help to somebody. Anybody got a comment? Who is like unto thee, Lord, among the gods? And we could talk all day about that statement right there. What a, I, I thought of that song Linda sings, and, and I, I was for a long time singing it around the house all the time, How Great Thou Art. And, of course, I can't sing, but I, I can make a noise. But the God's, God is the greatest thing, and I can only speak for me, but I, I probably for everybody else here too, 
He's the greatest thing in my life. I got saved when I was 15 years old, and I ain't always lived right. I don't want to, I'm not blowing my horn. I'm not saying I'm great, but I got saved. I did do that. God done that. Saved me. And, and he put that new song down in here. And when I've, when I've lived right, when I've walked humble before God, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the peace of God that he put down in here passes all understanding. What a great God we've got. We, could, we can't, there's not enough words in any language to tell how great God is. And, uh, but it's just like what we got down in here, you can feel it. If you've got it, you can feel it. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? And the Bible said there's, there's gods many in people's heads. Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? The greatest wonder that I know of. Now, you can read, you can read the Bible about all the works that Jesus done. He raised the dead and all, all those kind of things. But the greatest wonder that I know personally about was that Sunday morning in 1956 when he picked me up out of that miry clay and set my feet on a rock and put that hope down in my soul and told me I was ready to go to heaven. Greatest wonder he ever worked. And it's a wonder that he still lets me stay around as, as, as bad as I've treated him sometimes. But he still blessed me down through the years. And uh, if, if anything, salvation's better now than it was the day I got it. And I know, I know it can't be no better, but it seems like it. But it, I know at the age I am, it can't be too much longer till I see him face to face. And that's, that's, something, that's something beyond words, beyond telling. I, that, that means more to me than anything in this world. Thou stretchest out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. I'm talking about the Egyptians. And uh, God can do whatever he wants to do. And he will do whatever he wants to do. I'll say it. And uh, when it comes time for me to, when it's my time to leave here, I'll use me for an example. When any of us, when it's our time to leave here, and God says, come on home, we're gone. I only know one guy that God changed his mind on, and that was Hezekiah, and uh, he had a reason for that. God, God knows what he's going to do ahead of time. He don't, I've heard people say, that God tried 
the law and the prophets and all these different things, and they didn't work, so he sent his son to, uh, not so. God never, the God that I serve never tried anything that didn't work. Absolutely nothing. And God knew, you can read it in the book, God knew before the foundation of the world that Jesus was coming to Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago and pay Adam's debt. Adam, and, and if you read about these people here in the in, and I got it wrote down here somewhere, but it said they did all drink, they did all eat that same spiritual meat, and they did all drink that same spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. In other words, they got saved just like I did. Now they didn't have they didn't have all the information that we've got. They didn't have all the all the King James Bible. But they had they had Moses. Now listen, you remember the rich man when he calling out of hell for Father Abraham to send his Send Lazarus back to yonder's world, warn my five brethren not to come to this place. He said, they have Moses and the prophets. If they won't hear them, they wouldn't hear one though he rose from the dead. So they, they were telling the story back then. Moses said, another prophet with the Lord thy God raised unto you like unto me. Hear him. He was talking about Jesus. And uh, so it's, it's been, salvation's always been by the blood of Christ. And uh, uh, Zechariah said, a fountain will be opened in Jerusalem, and part will flow to the former sea and part to the hinder sea. That's talking about salvation from Calvary's cross. It flowed back to them people and it flowed down to us. And I know they had some different ways of worshiping. There's people in the world today that's, that's saved by the grace of God that worship different than we do. But uh, it, the, the important part is to be saved. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. And uh, they was talking about a natural place they was going, but uh, they was talking also about a spiritual place or a, a, an eternal place. Now, God's blessed us. As far as I'm concerned, he's blessed us as a people here to live in the best country in the world. And he's, he's blessed us here at Albert Street, or, well, used to be Albert Street, here, here at Lima Missionary Baptist Church, as far as I'm concerned, with the greatest church that, that he ever made. That's, that's my opinion. It's part of the greatest church anyway. And, uh, so, but he's blessed us beyond measure. But this, 
the Bible said, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Now, that's mostly, I guess, talking about over yonder because we don't know much about it. But did you ever have a, get in a real good meeting and God bless you real good and you, and you, you couldn't even imagine a blessing like that? I've had that happen a lot of times. I've, I've been sitting at home just reading the Bible or something, or, and, uh, and God blessed me the same way. We've got a good God. We already talked about that. So he's, he's led us forth. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestine. It's what Rahab said. Fear has overtaken the people. And uh, if go back up that uh, first scripture I read up here. And he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. So if we, if we as God's people sing our song like I was talking about, we do our job by the leadership of the Holy Spirit with an humble heart, God's Spirit's going to go out and reach people and it'll bring the fear of God down in their soul and, and some of them will come to Jesus. That's what that's talking about. It ain't, God, God ain't so much worried about killing people and, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Some of it happens sometimes, but God's not too much worried. Now, what God wants is, the Bible said it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God wants everybody to be saved, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, that cab driver just brought Beverly in. Somebody needs to help her. Uh, but God, God so loved the world, and he still does. And he still wants everybody to get saved. And he wants us to sing our song so that his will can be done in other people's lives. That's what we're here for. It ain't, it ain't all together that I come to church just to rejoice and be happy and be on cloud nine, so to speak. That goes along with it. And I'm glad it does. I like, I like getting God's blessings. But the main, the main thing that he left the church here for is to be a light to the world to warn our people to flee the wrath to come. For there's coming a day when he's going to say it's enough, it's over, tell Jesus to come get the church and we're going up and the fire's coming down and the people that are left behind, whoa, 
to go down with all nations that forget God. So we need to be about our business, singing our song, warning our people to flee the wrath to come. Point them to Jesus. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. He'll, he'll get a hold of everybody. The Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. So God's, God's already got it set that every person that, that's ever, ever been born or ever will be born, he'll reach them. He'll let them know they need Jesus. And it's up to them then. It's a free will choice. That's why the Bible said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And that goes with us too. We have that choice to make every day. A little easier, little easier now than it was when I was lost. I had a battle that Sunday morning I got saved. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of thine arm. They shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. And, and God's church had been purchased by his blood. And uh, these people back here, that I've done, I quoted that scripture. Uh, That they drunk, they drunk from the same spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. In other words, they were saved. But you go on down. Uh, I got that wrote down there somewhere too. But it said these all, and it was talking about the same people. Talking about the same bunch of people. It said these all fell in the wilderness because of unbelief. In other words, they turned their backs on God, and and in in their flesh they took they let this mind take over instead of this. Our hearts, the real things down in our soul. This body's not saved, and we have trouble with this and the devil because he's going up and down in the earth seeking whom he may devour and that's this earth you're looking at he's going up and down in the earth seeking whom he may devour and if he can if he can cause me to mess up my testimony then he's got me right where he wants me so we need to be real careful how we conduct ourselves that we don't bring a reproach on God's church And uh, anybody got anything? No. Yeah. 
you know, the Bible says straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Then it said broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more. The way that sounds, go to hell and there is going to heaven. I hope that's I hope that ain't the case, but that's what it says, so I that's what I presume. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which the, which thy hands have established. And the Bible in the eleventh chapter of Hebrews talks about Abraham and all those other patriarchs, how they moved by faith, said they declared plainly that they looked for a city. And there's another scripture in there said that he, he prepared for them a city. So God's, God's got a place prepared for us, and I believe, I believe it was prepared from the foundation of the world. I believe God had everything, everything completed. As far as uh, heaven, I believe that was done before the foundation of the world. I know there are people say, well, Jesus is up there with a hammer and nail apron on building, building mansions. Them mansions was there before the foundation of the world. The Bible said, Jesus said in one place, Come ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's talking about what's in here and what's up there too. And uh, God had it ready before he ever put Adam in the garden. And uh, same way with salvation. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. He's complete. He reigned forever and ever. For the, hor the horse of Pharaoh went in with the chariots and with the horse horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. God's going to take care of his people. Now, there's a, there's a scripture, and people might might not really agree with this, but it's Bible. It's in there. It said, God hath pleasure in the death of his saints. And uh, you might say, well, that don't, sound, that don't sound good. What God's looking at is the eternal picture. He's not looking at this life down here. The, if, if, you, if you're getting old like me, uh, Life ain't as much fun as it used to be. You have a lot more. Seem like every day there's a different ache or a different pain or, or something bothering you. And it'll probably continue to be that way as long as we live. And who knows what tomorrow brings? And you got like here the COVID's going around. You got a chance of catching that or flu or whatever, there's all kinds of diseases that we've got a chance that we could catch. 
And uh, but when we leave here, when God, when we leave here, the Bible said the Spirit returns to God who gave it. And this this carcass here is returning to the dust. When Jesus comes back, the Bible said every eye will behold him, even them that pierced him. So when Jesus comes after the church, every one of us is going to be awake and, and looking at him. And we'll all have a glorified body. I don't understand all about that. The Bible said it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So we're going we're to get up in, with his likeness and go to heaven. And you talk about joy. We ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. And that's hard to imagine because we sure have some real good meetings and God blesses us real good. Like I said, we ain't seen nothing yet. And uh, I've, I've never, I've come awful close to shouting a few times since I've been saved, but I never have done it. But I think, I think, I've always thought this, when that grave opens and I come out, I'm going to come out shouting. And I believe the whole church will. And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Now, every, every one of us have got a part in God's kingdom, in his kingdom work. There's nobody excluded. I don't care. I've, I've seen little kids seem like real young. Testify and tell it, tell them about getting saved and, and run my cup over. When people do it right, and I've, I've, heard, I've heard old people tell about getting saved and didn't really feel nothing in it because they was telling it out of here. But it don't matter what your age is. It, what matters is what kind of spirit you're talking in. So if we're doing our job by the Spirit of God, it'll be a blessing to us and to somebody else too. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. God delivered them a natural deliverance that day. But the Bible said they'd all drink of that same spiritual rock, so he delivered them spiritually too. And, uh, and God, my opinion, and I've, I've said this before, but every once in a while, when I'm thinking, trying to thank God for what he's done for me, for his blessings, I, I I thank him for the ones that I don't know anything about. 
I believe I believe he's he's blessed me with a lot of things that I don't I don't really know nothing about. Uh, he's kept me from going the wrong direction sometimes when maybe if I'd have went that way there'd have been a big wreck or something. And I'm talking natural now. I believe that. I believe God. God takes care of us. Now, some things he allows to happen for some reason or other. Maybe we need a little warning or something. I don't know. But I believe God blesses us a lot of times that we don't, we don't have any idea. But he takes care of us. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. And uh, that don't mean all of them saved. But that means they're, they're his whether they know it or not. He made them. By right of creation they belong to him. And uh, a lot of them don't believe there is a God. And uh, there's, a, there's a scripture I want to read, if, if I can read my handwriting. I got it wrote down on the bottom of this paper. Uh, I don't know if I can or not. It's in the 137th Psalm, and uh, everybody's probably read it before, but it said, By the rivers of Babylon, there we, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And, and they that waited, that wasted us, required of us mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Now listen, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land. And I've covered that a little bit, I think. If, 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 I, if I get my life messed up, if I get into a strange land, I can't do God's work. I can't sing my song. I can't, I can't do nothing for God as long as I'm in a strange land. I got my harp hung on the willow. So we need to, before these people went into Babylon, God told them, said, that, uh, to repent. And, and over and over and over, Jeremiah preached to them. And they wouldn't have it. And he told them, they told Jeremiah, said, uh, he told them to search for the old paths where is a good way, and when you find it, walk therein. They said, we will not walk therein. And there's a lot of God's people, by their actions, are saying the same thing today. We could fill this church full up here and all the way back, and we wouldn't have room for nobody else to sit down, and we still got that many more members somewhere. 